And here we are from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source in the Grand Cities Mall. And it's time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, this be the Wednesday edition. And we've got realty expert John Brodine standing by. We'll talk with John right after this. Real estate can feel a lot like this. But you should expect more when you're buying or selling a home. You should feel taken care of by someone who can turn jitters into ah. Someone with the tools and knowledge to help you find the one or sell yours. We'll take it. Someone who can make real estate feel less like that and more like this. That's home services. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and here he is, the one, the only realty expert, John Brodine. Hey, How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, good. Those intros just get better all the time, I don't know. they? I know. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> How you been? Good, yeah. Good. Uh, was it your wife's birthday recently? Uh, daughter's birthday. Daughter's yeah, birthday. Yeah, That's um, what it was. Boy. On the 27th, she turned a year old. Already? On November 27th. Holy yeah. smokes. Walking yet? Uh, she'll close. I, I, I call it stumbling. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Like uh, John Roberts on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, she's, uh, she'll, she'll like be standing on something and then like walk towards one of us. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, takes a couple good steps and then kind of starts falling yeah. and just starts running and then crashes into us. <laughs> Timber. Yeah, but she's getting a lot better. It's like crazy how much, uh, She's improving at that just yep. day by day, week by week. So oh, man. It's a blast, isn't we'll, it? We'll have our hands full pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got another one coming? No, no. I oh. mean, when she's fully mobile <laughs> and able to run yeah, all oh, over the place. Oh, yeah. Start locking everything yeah, up. I yep. Yeah. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I don't yeah. think we've talked since, have we? No, we haven't. Okay. Um, I think I was, I was on like that week. No, sure, the was, day before. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah, really good, 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 good. Uh, and relax, and, and you football. got to eat as much as, as you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm not as strict as you think I am. I well, that's what you say. The majority, like ninety percent of the time, I'm pretty good, and, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm not. I'm not gonna uh, sacrifice. Well, you know, when I look at you compared to me, granted, I got a few <laughs> years on you. I think you're pretty strict. But um, anyway. I can get away with a lot with how much I uh, am uh, working out and training. Well, and that's true. Yeah, I. I don't. Um, I get my cardio walking out to my truck. There you go. Um, <laughs> walking through the mall. Yeah. There, well, I do try to do laps when I can, when yeah. when my knees allow it. Like, yeah. uh, I've been wearing a brace now again for a couple of days. And arthritis, this weather, you, you don't complain about weather like this. Um, yeah. But the, the, the moisture and the dampness that we've had, like with all that hoarfrost sure. yesterday and everything, yep. you get achy, pretty yeah, achy. Yeah, you feel so. that in, your, in both knees. All the yeah. time. Yep, yep. Every single step. Really? Doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. Um, you have talked about Grant Cardone yeah. uh, numerous times, um, and, and he's got a ton of advice. A lot of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about his good advice. What about Grant Cardone's worst advice? Does he have yeah. it? Is there a list out there, you know, according in, to you? Uh, in my opinion, his worst advice surrounds home buying. Okay. Um, if you know, if you're watching this, you probably know who he is. But if you don't know who he is, uh, he's a real estate guy. He's also, I think, a sales coach. He has big conferences. Mm-hmm. So he sells coaching, makes a lot of money with that. He has a real estate syndication where basically, like, you give him your money and he and a whole bunch of other people do as well. And he buys big apartment buildings. And, you know, so it's, it's, uh, you're, it'd be an opportunity for you to invest in real estate more passively, similar to you putting your money in a mutual fund or something like that. Cause you're pooling your money with a ton of people. Sure. He manages it buys apartment buildings. That's what, you know, so you got to come at it with this angle that he, he would prefer everybody take that route. 
Um, and he also, since he has big apartment buildings, I think that's maybe part of the reason for what I'm about to get into with how he, he, he is a big fan of people renting. Oh, okay. Um, now, I'm a fan of people renting as well in certain scenarios. One being if you have a career where you, it's really important to stay mobile, where you can sure, wherever sure. you want, whenever you want. You have no reason. It's basically bad for your uh, career opportunities to set down roots right, right. and plant yourself in one place. Mm-hmm. But that's a pretty small percentage of people out there. Um, another scenario where I'm a fan of renting, you know, so anytime you're going to be in a place for like only a couple years or sure. less, or yeah. you want to build a pickup and move whenever you want, I'm a fan of renting. Uh-huh. It's much lower risk than owning a home and yep. needing to go through the hassle of selling every couple years, and you're just never going to really get too far ahead. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the full benefits of homeownership, homeownership doing it that way. Right, right. Uh, the other time I'm a fan of renting is if you live in such an expensive area. A lot of these really expensive cities have uh, really crappy um, price-to-rent ratios. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meaning that like maybe the median... Rent is uh, $3,000 yeah. a month, but the median home price is, you know, $1.6 million. Yeah. So it's much cheaper on a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. You know, monthly sure. payment-wise, it's much cheaper to rent than it is to own yeah. in certain cities. Like, we talked about that one time where we looked at some of these really expensive oh, yeah. cities yeah. where it just does. it's really hard to justify buying a home because of how high the payments would be. The prices are uh, buying are so much higher than the prices for renting. If you're in one of those cities... I'm, I lean a little more towards renting because um, you would just have to be in the home for so long for it to eventually pay off over mm-hmm. renting. Sure. Um, but if you're going to be in it for long enough, it's even there, it's still probably a better idea to own because eventually you are going to have a paid off home. Um, you know, it's so anyway, though, uh, so that I, I do think Grant Cardone's advice regarding home buying for the, for the most for the for most people out there is pretty terrible. He says uh, buying a primary residence is the worst investment you can make. He says he he suggests instead just renting where you live <laughs> so you can uh, move anywhere and yeah. Be, and he owns how many mobile. apartment houses? Yeah. But and, and the funny <laughs> thing is, I'm pretty sure he owns like two or three luxury homes. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And he says, uh, if you've saved up the money, you're, if you're thinking about buying a home and you've saved up, and he uses the example in his area, the average sale price is around 500k or something like okay. that. And that, uh, so he, he says, if you saved up 100 grand for a down payment, you would be better off renting, taking that 100 grand, buying an investment property, and uh, and make, you know having having a rental property that hopefully cash flows a little bit, and then renting your primary residence. And you're still not going to subsidize the cash flow that your rental is going to generate, especially in his area. Yeah, yeah, is not going to subsidize your cost of living of renting very much. Um, and so, and then the other funny thing he said is he's suggesting people do that, but then he's also said that anything below, if you're a real estate investor and you're buying anything below a 12 unit, he said, uh, uh, he, I think he said four plexes, six plexes, eight plexes, up to 12 plexes, they go back to the bank, basically saying that people who buy those smaller investment properties fail and that it's not worth doing. So yeah. I'm not sure what he's telling people to do. Maybe he's just telling people to uh, invest into his yeah. fund. Has he ever been in a city with under a population of like 40,000 or 50,000? Yeah. Cause it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I don't know where he operates exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Where his, what markets his fund buys up big mm-hmm. um, complexes in, um, you know, 
I don't, I don't know if you're destined to fail if you buy an investment property under 12 units. I know plenty of people very successful oh, sure. that yeah. have less than 12 unit places. I mean, it's less scalable, but I think maybe he's trying to steer people into just giving money to his funds. So you can buy a hundred unit max. Well, of course of, you he know, is. Yeah. And being a small part owner, having no control and letting him do all the work and make a huge chunk of money for mm-hmm. giving, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. Some people, that's probably the investment strategy that's better, especially people who are less, uh, who have less time and are less knowledgeable in real estate. But yeah. um, there's people who have time to spend in working on real estate investing. And there's people who have knowledge and they should put that to use. And you can, if you want to really get into it, I mean, that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, a great option as well. So let's, let's first cover, why this this advice is so bad buying a primary residence is the worst investment you can make and that's the only time it's a it's so it's not fully an investment you need a roof over your head mm-hmm. so it's not an investment sure. you are taking care of one of your basic needs which is shelter um so calling it an investment it's it's part consumption part you know need yeah and, yeah and it has an investment aspect to it um you know, real estate goes up in value. Eventually, if you buy a primary residence, it's going to be paid off. It's much easier to retire when you're 60 years old, when you have a primary residence that's mm-hmm. paid off than if you don't. And if you rent, rents go up over time. Uh, you, When you buy a primary residence with a fixed rate mortgage, the only thing that can change is taxes and insurance. Your principal and interest is locked in and um, you can pay the same payment for the entire 30 years, 20 years, 15 years, whatever your loan term is, you Mm -hmm. have the same principal and interest payment. Um, So in the short term, renting might save you a few, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. But five years, 10 years down the road, when when rents have gone up by 2% every year, uh, it's not uncommon for in five years... uh, if you your rent would be higher than what your mortgage payment would have been if sure. you bought five and years what ago. do you have to show for it nothing absolutely yeah. nothing i mean there are benefits you're more mobile like we talked about you someone's if you're financially irresponsible or you just really want very little hassle with anything um, renting has its advantages because mm-hmm. you don't have to have money saved up to replace your furnace when it goes out you don't need to have money saved up to fix a plumbing issue when it goes out uh put a new roof on, whatever, you know. Um, But real estate, owning your primary residence over the long term blows renting out of the water as far as what's a better investment, what's better for your net worth over time. It's just, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, He also, okay, this is, so he suggests using a down payment to buy, the down payment that you've saved up to buy a rental property rather than, uh, you know, using the down payment to buy a primary residence. That's not the worst idea, but then you're, you know, the, the I, I wish the advice he would have given would be for somebody to buy a multi-unit, like buy a side-by-side duplex and live in half of it and rent the other half out. Mm-hmm. That's really how you'd kill two birds with one stone sure. because then you'd still be, the whole thing is appreciating. Your rental, your, your property that you're renting, if you rent one property that you live in and you own another property that somebody's paying you rent, the, the rental property that you live in that you don't own you're not gaining anything from it going up in value. If you were to buy, you know, a two unit side by side duplex, mm-hmm. the whole thing's going up in value, and you're really only paying for half of it. Right, right. Um, so that would be a better strategy in my mind compared to what he suggested. And then the other terrible advice that he gave was, if you are going to buy a primary residence, buy it with an LLC and rent it to yourself. Now I don't know if this is just like 
him uh, trying to use complicated things to make people think he's smart and yeah, just like yeah. pander to stupid people who are yeah. like, oh, he knows something I don't <laughs> yeah, know. He's using he words I don't smart. know. Yeah, there's I, I can't as a real estate agent I can't think of a single advantage to this. There, you've got massive advantages around buying a primary residence in your own name, not in a company yeah. name, because then it's a rental property. You can use a much lower down payment. You can fix the term. Like usually when you use a commercial loan, uh, it's a like it's amortized over 20 years, but the rate's only fixed for five, right? So you can get a 30-year fixed rate mortgage at a much lower interest rate as a primary residence home buyer than buying a house with a company that you're going to rent to yourself anyway. Yeah. Lower down payment, lower interest rate, fixing the rate for longer. You're also, when you have a primary residence and if you sell it after you've lived in it for two years, if you've lived in it for the last two out of the last five years and you sell it, um, you're not subject to capital gains tax on it. Now, if you mm. own it in a company and you are renting it to yourself, so it looks all screwy on your taxes, um, it's it's not going to look like a pri- it's not really a primary residence because I, I don't know how that exactly would work with taxes, but I'm assuming you wouldn't be able to avoid the capital gains tax sure. if you sold it at a profit. Um, and and then he's also saying there's other tax benefits to owning it in an LLC and uh, renting it to yourself. You can't so that would be basically I think what he's advocating for. It sounds like he's kind of advocating for writing off personal expenses as business expenses. Oh, yeah. Which is not allowed mm-hmm. when you're, mm-hmm. you know, doing your taxes. And I I did look up a video on this. I made a I made a reel a while back on this exact topic. So you can reference that reel. There's a YouTube video I referenced that a CPA did a video about this. Um, and basically the CPA was saying, no, you cannot write off personal expenses. You yeah. can't try to disguise personal expenses as business expenses. It's So I don't know where he's coming from on any of this. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to you know, so agent. people that think Grant Cardone is is a genius. Um, it's just his personal advice. It's yeah. his personal opinion. Everything's different. Where we're at here could be completely different than where he's at, or you know, what part of the country. Mm-hmm. Your best bet is to keep it local. If you're looking for a place here, looking to buy or sell, keep it local with a realty expert like you guys yep. at Berkshire Hathaway. Don't worry about what Grant Cardone's saying. Yeah. Okay. Even though I disagree with Dave Ramsey on a few things, and we've made videos about that before, mm-hmm. I, Dave Ramsey's advice, I, take a, I, I use a lot of Dave Ramsey's advice. I think Dave Ramsey's advice is much more practical. Sure. And Dave Ramsey's probably got more money in the bank than Grant Cardone. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I mean, I would take Dave Ramsey's advice. Look at look at what he says. It's much more practical for the average person. Right. Yeah. How does somebody get a hold of you, realty expert John Brodeen? Uh, 701-213-5428. Check me out on my YouTube channel. Uh, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, pretty much anywhere. Posting videos like four times a week about our housing market, tips for buyers and sellers, etc. So. All right. We will uh, see you in a couple of days. Yep. All right. Have yourself a good remainder yeah, of the week, my friend. Too, John. All right. There you go. That's your Wednesday edition, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast, realty expert John Brodeen in the studio. He'll be back again Friday morning at 10. Until then, have yourself a great day.